Today I'd like to uh, unfold a little bit the instructions about mudita practice, uh, the third of the Brahma Viharas. And uh, yesterday evening we were speaking about the fact that the heating had come on a guy house, and that's kind of a, a kind of a sense of um, the change of seasons in a way. Yeah, that something in the temperature has gone down low enough in the evenings that the thermostat kicks in. And, uh, and it's kind of looking outside, it's a cloudy day today, maybe. It seems to me like we've had a lot of sun over the last few days. So it's an interesting day for this shift, and actually quite a good one <laughs> for this practice of mudita, which um, usually translated as sympathetic, appreciative, or empathetic joy. Um, I I actually um, again it's not I think it's not so much a precise translation from the Pali even though I'm not the Pali scholar amongst us um, but um, I I actually like the translation unselfish joy or the uh, meaning unselfish joy because I think it actually gives a a better sense of of what we're speaking of with this with this quality with this attitude. Uh, to life, so it's it's the joy that we know, the joy that we feel, which is not um, self-centered. It's not about me. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying <laughs> something that is happening <laughs> to me. It just doesn't have that um, tightness, that narrowness, that holding on. You know, this is about me, or this is um, for me. Maybe I'll give a. A funny example of what, uh, of, of the kind of that range, which uh, the cooks here will be very happy about. They like it when I give examples from the food. And I actually used this in a different way in the previous retreat last week. So I think it was on the first day in, um, of the retreat here in, uh, this week when we had uh, roast potatoes for lunch. Do you remember that? They're really nice roast potatoes. Andy makes them, I'll let you know <laughs> which one of the cooks. And um, the previous week when I was teaching a different retreat and the roast potatoes came up, I noticed that um, whenever roast potatoes, whenever Andy makes roast, roast potatoes, I, I get this kind of sense of like, oh yeah, Andy knows I'm in I'm the guy house right now, so he's making the roast potatoes because he knows I really love them. Yeah, And that's really interesting to see how that kind of, that layer of me and about me kind of gets added on <laughs> to the wonderful enjoyment of, you know, a beautifully cooked bit of food. Yeah. It's just like, instead of just enjoying it in a way that, ah, oh, I'm really enjoying it and they're really nice and there's probably other people enjoying them. It's about, oh, yeah, yeah, it's about me. You see that, that difference. So that's kind of the range that we're speaking of, and uh, the two can often can come together. And, and what we're doing with this practice is we're opening to joy, and we're particularly opening to get to know the, the, the layers, the spectrums, the qualities of joy, uh, so that we can lean into um, what we can find in our own experiences, the deeper type of joy, the joy that isn't about me, but is just the joy, yeah that has this sense of actually openness, yeah, expansiveness, a dissolving of um, actually the, the sense of things are about me. 
Mm. Which actually, when we, when we see it in our own experience, we can feel, oh, that's, that's a deeper, wider, more nourishing type of joy a lot of the time. Even if what we're rejoicing in is happening, yeah, and experienced by this body, um, heart and mind. So it's not about not that. It's about kind of the quality of the expansiveness and the openness and connection that is there. And kind of feeling into that quality is part of the, of the interest and the playfulness that we can have with this practice. Uh, and really doing it with a sense of playfulness. So we're really emphasizing the, the, the joy, the lightness um, with this practice. Uh, so it's not about judging, oh, I'm doing that again. Yeah. But it's about seeing, aha, <laughs> I'm doing that again. Isn't that a funny, a funny thing we humans do? Mm. And something really powerful about this um, practice, this attitude of mudita, is that it actually really connects us to a sense of abundance. Yeah. A sense of there being plenty. Yeah, in life, and there being plenty of resources in life. That realization that, um, I think Nathan touched on it at some point, that well-being and happiness are not as finite, they're not as limited as we take them to be a lot of the time. Yeah. That sense of, oh, if, you know, if there's roast potatoes today, <laughs> that I can't really enjoy it because that's the end of them. Or... Um, you know, if that person's happy, that somehow limits the amount of happiness that's available for me. That's kind of much more common for us. We can see that more clearly. And so, you know, getting in tune with, getting in touch with actually the abundance of, of joy, of happiness that's available in life um, and in that kind of uh, how it increases when we can share, yeah, when we or we, when we can open to the fact that it's something we share, actually, because we do share it all the time. You, know. you ever notice what happens when someone smiles? Have you ever, ever noticed what happens when some, someone smiles at you most of the time? What happens when someone smiles at you? Usually we smile back. Yeah. Usually. So actually, uh, another's happiness often, if we're kind of, if we can rest into it, actually increases um, our own happiness as well. And we know this uh, in our own experience. Again, we know this in our own experience. I have this um, story I, I, I tell about Mudita, which was one of the, the times when I really noticed it really clearly for the first time. Uh, it was years ago, I was in France um, on, a, on a meditative walk that we do every year uh, with about 150 people, <laughs> and we walk in silence in a line, and it was a very, very hot day, really, really hot, and we'd left the field where we were camping, <laughs> and we were walking through this hot day and walking into a town, knowing that at the end of the day, what waited for us was another field uh, that we were going to camp at. <laughs> um, and as we were walking through the heat and walking by these houses, we walked by a house with a big fence and couldn't see in, but you could just hear. And I could hear um, people splashing in a swimming pool. 
And because I was, you know, I was doing walking practice, I was really attentive to the experience. What I noticed was that the first response in the being was a resonance with the joy. Yeah, I could hear the splashing in the swimming pool, and there was this sense of like, ah, isn't that lovely? And it was practically as good as being in the swimming pool myself. A little bit later, the voice came of, oh, I wish, <laughs> I wish I was in that swimming pool, but the immediate resonance was actually just that kind of echoing of the joy. Yeah. And, and this is often something that we miss, and actually we, we have that resonance with, with each other. You know, incredibly, incredibly sensitive um, beings yeah, in the body, the heart, and the mind. And so we actually have, you know, and we know that um, you've been around, this is a, a really easy one for most of us, around a young child who's kind of really giggling with laughter. <laughs> yeah, that kind of joy, you know, that's just... And for most of us, most of the time, it'd be quite rare when, when we don't feel that resonance in response, of that kind of free joy that's just flowing through the being. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is the quality of mudita that we're talking about and, and how we can open to that resonance um, of it between us. And in, in relation to, um, to the other Brahma Viharas, um, if, you're, if you're feeling quite well grounded in metta, then one way of seeing mudita is uh, when metta meets what is going well. Yeah. So just like yesterday, you know, when metta, when that friendliness, that goodwill meets pain, then it becomes compassion. When metta, the goodwill, the friendliness, when it meets what is going well for ourselves or for another, it becomes mudita. It becomes this unselfish, unself-centered joy, expansive joy. It just naturally becomes that. And as a, as a quality, as an attitude, it's very closely connected and very supported by um, gratitude and by appreciation. Yeah, as I said, in one of the translations is appreciative joy of mudita. And it's really that joy of appreciating um, what is here to appreciate, <coughs> appreciating what is going well for myself or another, what is bringing joy, what is bringing well-being for another, for myself. Yeah. So it's very closely related and very much supported by gratitude and um, by appreciation. And sometimes it can feel like just this sense of tuning in to what is okay, what is going well in our experience or uh, in the experience of those around us. And just letting that fill the being, yeah, really tuning into that. and. Again, we can tune into a sense of, of abundance uh, with that. And uh, quoted the Dalai Lama about compassion, I think. So this is something he says about mudita. Uh, he says, um, it's a kind of enlightened self-interest. Yeah. It's an enlightened self-interest because um, there's so many beings in this world yeah, that if we open up to uh, rejoice in the well-being and the happiness of other beings, we're actually increasing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're multiplying our chances of happiness and of well-being by 
the number of innumerable beings that there are. So that's kind of a Dalai Lama attitude um, for that. So sometimes one of the um, one of the kind of questions that may arise for us with this practice is, you know, <coughs> the first one that comes up with all these practices can be about self-indulgence. That's a big one. Um, but with it can come a sense of, aren't we, you know, aren't we creating something that isn't there? Isn't this about kind of imagining something that isn't actually there? Um, and I would say explore, because what we're actually doing is we're not imagining something that isn't here. We're tuning in to that which is going well, or that which is okay in our experience already. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So we're not trying to create um, something that isn't already present. We're just tuning in to how it appears, uh, how it shows up already in life, which we don't always notice. Yeah, we don't always notice. And as we do that, as we intentionally turn our attention to, you know, what we're grateful for, what we appreciate, um, the happiness, uh, the well-being of ourselves or of others that's arising, um, it kind of balances our experience, yeah, it reminds us that there's a range. Yeah, there's a range of experience that's there. And it really resources us. It really resources us and increases our well-being. And it also, um, as we do this, because for most of us this is counter-habit. You know, our habit would be to notice what isn't going well more. So this is, goes against our habit. So as we're doing that, we're also cultivating that capacity that we're very interested in in meditation practice, which is to have some um, agency about where we place our attention. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually cultivating that capacity to place attention intentionally somewhere. Yeah, it really increases that because we're, for most of us, we're going against our habits when we do that. So for example, you know, one of the ways that we might work with painful sensations is turning the attention to somewhere in the body that doesn't feel pain, that isn't painful. And this is a really good example of this. So in our body, and I'm sure most of us have come across this in, in th over three days of meditation practice, there can be discomfort in the body or pain in the body. And that will keep drawing our attention. Yeah, and the attention will go there and we'll just feel the pain. One of the things we can do with that is as we um, train our minds to pay attention to actually what might be feeling pleasant or at least not painful in the body. And there will always be somewhere in the body that will feel that, yeah, that will feel okay. Yeah, so that's, we can say that's an aspect of, of joy practice or um, inclining the mind to well-being. And that can be a real resource in working with, um, with some types of pain yeah, or some experiences of pain. Does that make sense to people? So that's kind of one example. We're not imagining necessarily a place that feels good. We're just tuning in. We're finding somewhere in the body that is somewhere on the range of you know, neutral, not painful, to actually feeling pleasant. 
and we're training the mind to, to be able to stay there. And um, similarly, um, we can use this type of practice, mudita practice, and opening to what else is here, uh, also with other types of difficulties that can arise. Yeah, agitation or tiredness um, or emotional difficulty. We can open, we use this practice to open up the space uh, to what, what else is, is here. Um, and that can be a real resource for us when, when difficulty arises. So I, I hope this is already clear as I'm speaking, but just to emphasize um, also something that Jenny said last night, that interestingly enough, compassion and mudita, compassion and joy, karuna and mudita, they work together, they're mutually supportive. Yeah, they're actually not um, what we, would, we might think that they're mutually exclusive, they're actually mutually supportive, they support each other. Yeah. Because the more the heart opens, the more the being opens, it opens to everything, <laughs> yeah. to the difficult and to the beautiful. Yeah. So it, it, it goes both ways. Um, so we can say that the more resourced we are, the more we can stay steady in the face of the difficult. And equally, uh, the more we are open to the uncertainty of our lives, uh, the more we can appreciate and enjoy what is going well. Yeah, it kind of brightens that up. So it works in both ways. And there's a beautiful quote um, that I've had for years because it really touched me. It's from a woman called, called Anne Cushman. She's a, a yoga teacher, I think. And uh, Mudita actually is is really part of the, of the Buddhist tradition, but also of the yogic tradition, the Indian yogic tradition, um, or the Brahma Viharas. And she writes, um, through the practice of mudita, I've been able to celebrate the bright moments of joy that punctuate even the darkest days. In the long, bleak months after my baby daughter passed away, I found small refuges of peace and joy a family of birds rustling through the tall grass, the scent of a lavender bush. And these moments of happiness, a garden planted at the edge of the chasm of death, are what helped mend my heart. So for me, a very beautiful expression of how um, the capacity to feel joy, to open to the beautiful, uh, it actually supports us to also heal and be with the unavoidable sorrows and pains of our life. Yeah, a very beautiful account of that. Um, and I think that kind of understanding can really support us in opening to this, to this practice more. So yeah, that's the, that's the introduction, and I'll guide a practice now. So if uh, it's helpful to stretch the body in any way before you take your seat, then please do. We'll have about a 20 or 25 minute practice.
settling into the body Using the contact areas of body with seat and body with ground. There's a way of collecting, grounding the awareness in the body. From that sense of rootedness, groundedness in the contact, resting into that and gently expanding, opening the awareness through the body. If we can get a sense of awareness spread through the body, stretched through the body, wide, expansive, receptive. An opening to feel within this field of body awareness. Anything in your experience right now that feels okay or pleasant, nice, good enough, anything along that spectrum. It might be a particular aspect of the breathing or the fact that the breath is happening at all. It might be a sensation somewhere in the body that feels relatively easeful or pleasant. Some common places for that might be the palms of the hands or the area of the face just underneath the eyes and along the cheeks. Seeing if we can gently meet 
aspects of experience, we're still keeping the awareness wide and meeting aspects of our direct experience that feel relatively pleasant, okay, good enough. If you find a place like that, just resting the awareness there. Feeling that good enoughness or pleasantness. If you can't find anything that feels, that has a degree of pleasantness, it's okay to just rest with something that feels neutral. It might just be the temperature on the skin. Or the contact itself of the body with the seat or the ground might feel pleasant, might feel neutral. Just gently resting the awareness with that, with those sensations or with a body part. Same time keeping the awareness quite wide and open to the whole body. So I can feel as if that particular sensation or body experience is held within a wide body awareness. For whatever reason, it's not working for you to find something in the body. And you can stay with a a sense of something that you're grateful for. It could be just the fact that you're breathing and feel that as the breath flows in and out of the body. The fact that you've got shelter. that you're fed, very simple, immediate things. And seeing if there's any even mild sense of gratitude or appreciation for that. We're not looking necessarily for a huge emotional response. Whatever arises. And as we tune in, to whatever is going well, whatever is looked after or feels reasonably okay, pleasant in our experience. 
Connecting also to an intention. Intention to nourish well-being in others and in ourself. And as I offer some mudita um, phrases, if you wish, you can use them as a vehicle for that intention. And as always, feel free to change or adapt. May I learn to appreciate the joy I experience. May the joy I experience continue and grow. May I be filled with joy and gladness. May I learn to appreciate the joy I experience. May the joy I experience continue and grow. May I be filled with joy and gladness.
bringing to mind, bringing to awareness someone for whom we feel relatively natural goodwill and care. Easy person or being. And as you bring them into awareness, getting a sense of their image or felt sense of that person or being, opening to the joy, the well-being in their life can be something specific that you know is going well or brings them joy. can be just a general sense of your wish for their happiness. And inviting the mudita practice offering that towards this being. And you can use either we or you according to what feels helpful. May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness. May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience.
May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness. So as we move through the practice, staying tuned in to the rhythm, the pace that is right for you. So you might choose to stay with yourself or with this relatively easy being, and that's fine. I'd like to invite you, if it's appropriate, to let go of the easy being and invite into awareness a neutral being, someone towards whom there's no strong feeling of like or dislike. Might be someone here on the retreat that you don't know, someone from your life, colleague, or someone that drives a bus that you frequent or works in a store, anything like that. When you don't know much about, you do know that they experience joys and sorrows in their lives, just like all of us. And inviting this offering, this wish for their happiness to flow through you. Offering it out. And again, you can use you or we, whatever feels more in harmony with your own sense. May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness.
May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness. Letting go of the neutral person or being. Bringing to mind someone with whom we have some difficult dynamic within the relationship. And like yesterday, encouragement to go for something relatively mild, not the greatest difficulty. Bringing that person being to mind. Knowing that they too know joy and sorrow. And opening to that intention to wish them joy, to wish them well. May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness.
May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness. And for the last couple of minutes of the sitting, feeling what is most helpful for you. Come back with medita to yourself or metta, compassion. You can extend and expand the mudita out into the world. And come back to breath and body. Noticing what is useful right now. I'd just like to offer a few suggestions for the walking practice and the continuity of practice. Um, So just to highlight one thing that I said earlier, this practice very much supported by and connected to gratitude and appreciation. So for some of us that's a little bit easier to lean into. Um, So just noticing anything that you're Uh, that you feel some degree can be very mild of um, gratitude appreciation for. Yeah, it can be, you know, as you're walking, just that softness, that springiness of the grass and and the earth. Yeah, just that contact. Um, You know, as you're having a cup of tea, that just that sense of the warmth, yeah, and the kind of uh, whatever that does to us, a cup of tea, (laughs) niceness, yeah. So just uh, noticing and bringing that um, as much as we can in an in a open, relaxed way. Yeah? 
into the day, just noticing moments as you move in a few minutes when we end the session and you get up, um, can really bring that sense into the body. Yeah, just that, ooh, my arm is moving. That actually can feel incredibly nice. Yeah, just the movement of the body, the capacity of the body. Uh, we can really bring that in to, to little things, uh, not making a huge project of it, <laughs> but just that intention and openness to, to notice um, things that feel good, that bring a sense of well-being that we're grateful for or appreciative of um, through the day can really, really be nourishing. And seeing that, the effect of that... Um, and we can very much bring that into the walking practice, like I said, uh, noticing that any sense of well-being or uh, subtlety in, in the movement of the body, in the contact with the environment, um, really kind of highlighting that. And uh, we can also work with the phrases in the formal walking. Yeah, so some of you, this you may have noticed that arising already, uh, but it can be very beautiful. As we do the walking practice, we can um, actually have the phrases or that um, attitude of mudita or any of the other practices as the object, just like we're doing in the sitting. So as we're stepping, just, you know, may I learn to appreciate, enjoy your experience or whatever phrase you've been resonating with. May I be filled with joy and gladness you know, as we're walking. So we can include um, the phrases in the walking and also towards others. So I'd just like to introduce that today. Uh, two ways that I practice walking uh, with Brahma Vihara practices. Uh, one is imagine a uh, person or being at the end of your walking path and you're kind of walking towards them. It um, can be really wonderful when you get really close. <laughs> you have an, an, a kind of imagination, but you know it's imaginary, so you can get really close to the other person. can be really, yeah. Anyway, for me, <laughs> it's really lovely sometimes to just feel that, um, that sense of, of that wishing well for the other. Um, so that's one way, is imagining them at the end of your walking path. The other, which works better for some people, is to imagine them walking next to you. Yeah, and you might, you know, if you want, you can imagine your arms around each other, or holding hands, or not, you know, just walking next to each other, and that sense of walking together um, as, you, as you bring in the, the phrases. So these are ways that you can play with the practice and, and incorporate um, this kind of more formal practice into the walking. And then also what Jenny was touching on um, a couple of days ago of this kind of on-the-spot practice. So as you're doing your walking practice and you hear a bird or, um, you know, a butterfly goes by or an insect's on the ground and then just including them in your practice um, can be really beautiful. Or another, another person, we don't even need to know who it is, kind of going through our field of vision and we, we notice them or we're hearing them. So we can include that and also include that in the non-formal practice times. So as we're moving through the house, um, you know, as you're getting up from, the, from sitting and moving out, as you're walking through the corridors, there's a lot of us, it's a great opportunity for practice, <laughs> uh, just noticing who comes across and, and offering them some metta or compassion or mudita, whatever arises. Um, lunch queue, 
wonderful opportunity. If you get a little restless in the lunch queue, even more wonderful. Uh, Mudita in particular, you know, when you're seeing people already serving themselves or walking by you with their plates full, and there's like some sense of, um, of restlessness, then just seeing what happens when we kind of, ah, may you really enjoy that, you know, may that nourish you, or whatever it is that comes up, we can really play with that. Another one of my favorites is, is sending it down the queue backwards and forwards, you know, just feeling it like dominoes going through. So we can really play with these practices and, you know, you're, you're laughing now, so it's an indication that you get the sense of the lightness that can come with that, um, but it's a lightness that's not superficial, it's actually very profound. Um, so we can see the, the effect that that can have. Um, yeah. So I, I've given a lot of suggestions here, so I'll just reiterate. <laughs> Leaning into whatever feels uh, kind of enjoyable, nourishing, uh, beautiful in our, in our experience as it arises through the day. Doing, um, seeing what happens when we include the formal practice in the walking and then the on-the-spot possibilities of just when things arise. What happens when we incline the mind uh, towards uh, these these beautiful um, best homes for the for the human heart and mind. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/donate.